Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Screen Picks Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Kip Bowen. We've got three movies opening this weekend to talk about and joining me, as always, is my dearest, dearest friend, Joel Amos from the Movie Mensch. How are you doing today, Joel? Oh, very good. Thank you very much. I just like saying your name. Joel! I mean, how many times do you think you got that in your life? Like, you know, the goal, you know, for the Mexican soccer oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, many times. It works. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> moving on. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Conjuring, the, the the third Conjuring installment. It's called The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. It, uh, once again, stars... Um, uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Uh, let me read the description here. Um, it's a chilling story of terror, murder, and unknown evil that shocked even experienced real-life paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren. One of the most sensational cases from the files that starts with a fight for the soul of a young boy but then takes them beyond anything they've ever seen before to mark the first time in U.S. history that a murder suspect would claim demonic dem- demonic possession as a defense. So I think every Conjuring movie they say, this is the most sensational case the Warrens ever did. Um, you didn't get a chance to see it yet, but I'm sure you will at some point here. Um, I did. And, you know, it, it's, they're still compelling films only because, you know, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are both, you know, now ingrained in our brains as these two people. And, you know, they have such a sweet love story between the two of them, which is actually brought out a little, even a little more in this one. Um, and, you know, the the scares and the chills and the demons and whatnot, it's all still in this one. But I think at this point I'm sort of getting to the point where I'm, uh, I'm like, immune to it. I mean, that first Conjuring movie scared the bejesus out of me. How about you? Did it? Oh, yeah. No, it's among yeah. my favorites. I- in this genre. Yes. Yes, me too. And, you know, it was very simple. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're concentrating on one family that's being, you know, it's being uh, tortured by uh, demons. And, you know, in all of that, it's, it, it, it just makes for a very concise, great movie. Uh, the second one, kind of similar to the first one, except for we're in England. Again, all of these cases are uh, real cases, apparently true stories. This one comes around um, and uh, it's kind of got a little bit of a twist to it in a way, uh, which I won't give away, but um, it's not kind of that straightforward sort of demon possessing, you know, a family kind of thing. It kind of goes, like it says, sort of goes above and beyond it. Uh, And that made it it interesting to me because they are definitely... um, you know, having to raise the bar a bit and, and how they portray this type of film. Um, you know, obviously there's still a lot of the same elements, you know, which is that Vera Farmiga's character, uh, as Lorraine, she can, you know, see horrible things in the future or see horrible things that happened in the past. You know, and that was kind of, that's played up a lot more in this one as well. Plus uh, the real Ed Warren, um, I think, ended up dying of a heart attack or something. And so that's kind of brought into this, not, not that he dies, I'm not going to say that, but, uh, you know, sort of his health is an issue in this one more so than the other one. So 
you know, overall, it, 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 you know, it was a good third installment, but it's, it's just not, it, they just can't ever measure up to that person as far as scares are concerned, in my opinion. Uh, but what it did, what it did with this, I thought was, was very interesting. And like I said, it was really all about those two actors playing these characters and they just, they do such a nice job together, uh, that they, you know, really they are the front and center of this as opposed to, uh, you know, like in the first one, you know, the family is the actors and the playing the, the family. The first one were kind of more front and center, but this time it's really kind of more of Ed and Lorraine's story, which is, which I appreciated. But like I said, I'm not sure if it's as scary as the other one, but it it, it did its job. <laughs> what did you think when you saw the trailer? Um, well, I've, I've been reading a lot about it. It seems like um, yeah. it's the weakest of the three. Um, yeah. But they're, they're still, you know, raving about Patrick and Vera, and, and that's kind of what was always the big selling point in the first and second. The scares yeah. are, are secondary in a lot of ways. Um even though they are effective. Um, just watching those two as Ed and Lorraine is just worth the price of admission. And um, I think those behind this series know that, and the fact that the Warrens have a library of cases. Um, we'll see how this does. Uh, but, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this, this, is, uh, this is the next chapter and not the last chapter. Um, right. Oh, I think I mean, that of course we, <laughs> Yeah, and there's there's um you know, there's spin offs from this world and things like that, but at the core it's it's about Ed and Lorraine and as long as we keep it centered on them I, I could see these keep going. Right. And like I said, the other two, I mean, they were definitely a major part of the films, but they weren't necessarily the focal point, you know. It, it was more about how do we how do we get rid of this how do we alleviate this horrible thing that's happening to this family kind of thing? You know, that's sort of the focal point of the first two movies. And this one, you know, there is something they're trying to be, there is something they're battling, of course, but I felt like their, their story was more front and center um, uh, than, than the others. And like I said, I liked, I liked that part of it, but as scarce go, yeah, not, not that great. And of course, (laughs) You know, it's, it has spun off the Annabelle movies, and actually, I will say this one: it's not really giving it uh, giving too much away. But uh, you know, the lawyer of this of this kid who's who's on trial and says, you know, he was, he's guilty by demonic. Do, gosh, I can't say that word. Demonic possession. Uh, the lawyer. They're trying to convince this lawyer to take the case, and she's like, you know, are you kidding me? This is never going to fly. There's no way. This isn't real. I, what are you talking about? <laughs> And Lorraine and Ed go, why don't you come to our house and we'll show you some of the things we've collected in our, in our, uh, you know, demon adventures. I'll, I'll introduce you to Annabelle. Is what he says. And then you cut to the lawyer sitting next to the, in court, sitting next to her client with this look on her face like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was hilarious. That, like legit made me laugh out loud. Um, but yeah. I still love that room. That room's my favorite part of the whole series. And I, I thought that last Annabelle movie, which I guess people didn't really love that much, as much as the other two, or actually as much as the second one. The second one, I guess, is considered the uh, the cream of the crop as far as the Annabelle movies are concerned. But I liked that one where they're in the room and all the different things started to come to life because I always wondered. Like, I think we've had that discussion before. Anyway, back to this one. I think I'd give it a solid 
Uh, yeah, I give it a solid three and a half. I mean, you know, a half a star for the for the actors, but you know, there's some, there's some good scares, there's some good jumps, you know, there's there's some, you know, like gross things coming at you and stuff. So I, you know, I think for the scare tactics, it wasn't that bad, but clearly not as good as the other one. So three and a half for me on that one. Okay, moving on. I'm, I'm I will be curious to see what you think because you know we both have been. Big Conjuring fans and Annabelle fans for a while, so mm-hmm. I'm curious what you think about this. So the next one we're going to talk about that you saw and I didn't get a chance to see is uh, animated film Spirit Untamed. Let me read the description here. Lucky Prescott's life is changed forever when she moves from her home in the city to a small frontier town and befriends a wild Mustang named Spirit. Uh, the vocal talent includes Jake Gyllenhaal, Isabella Merced, uh, McKenna Grace, Marseille Martin, uh, Julianne Moore, Walton Goggins, great, great uh, vocal cast. Um, Isa mm-hmm. Gonzalez, Larry Brower, yeah, great. What did you think of Spirit Untamed? I, I really liked it. I, I really did. And this was a movie for me that knew its audience and just nailed it. And its audience uh, is as girls between the ages of like five or six and 12. Um, and okay. it, it just, it just nailed it. And, and it's not that as a parent, I didn't enjoy watching it. I watched it with my daughter and, uh, she loved it so much. She ended up watching it four more times. Um, so <laughs> that I think is, is about as ringing of endorsement as you're going to get, um, when you're targeting an audience and you just nail it four times in 48 hours, the, the tears come when it's no longer on the screening app. Um, you know, it's just, you know, you just you really have struck a chord, and, and that's all you can hope to do, I think, in an animated movie. And it, it features three, it features many, actually, very strong female characters. Aunt Cora, which is voiced by Julianne Moore, uh, is very strong. Uh, her um, uh, Lucky's mother, which is voiced by Aisa Gonzalez, uh, she dies, uh, and we meet her many through, through many flashbacks. But she dies yeah. doing what she loves, uh, doing stuff with horses. And so she's a really strong character, especially in the Old West. And, uh, and so when Lynn Lucky meets these two girls in this small town, and those two girls, one is the daughter of the stable owner, and she's tough and rumble around horses, and another is just she has her own horse. And so this is, these are strong girls, and I can see why girls are drawn to them. And it's also a, a story about fathers and daughters, because the father sent Lucky away to the grandparents with Aunt Cora, Julianne Moore's character, after the mother died because he was on the frontier and didn't know what to do with a baby. So this is the first she's seen her dad in 10 years. So, And he's voiced by Jake Gyllenhaal. So, I mean, you got some Oscar-level ah. talent voicing these parts and these moments that really need to work for the overall feel of the movie to really work. And it's not just about friendships. It's about relationships uh, with your friends, with your family, with, with a horse. She meets this wild stallion that, that, that professional wranglers can't control, but she forges a bond with ever slowly over the course of the movie, and that's Spirit, the title character. And it just, I just thought it worked. It just worked on all levels. And, um, you know, you, you have to, you know, I know making an animated movie for, for actors, is they show up in their sweatpants, and it's, you know, quote, unquote, easier 
But there had to be something in this script. If you look at this cast, I mean, look at all the people that said yes, mm-hmm. and they're not the biggest roles. And right. they're out there promoting it. Like Jake Gyllenhaal and Julianne Moore has been all over the place. Um, and people will recognize Isabella Merced from uh, a couple years ago from Dora, the Explorer live action movie. Right, I love Dora. her. And she's fantastic. And she's fantastic in this. And McKenna Grace plays one of her friends. She's fantastic. And it's just it's a surprisingly good animated movie. But I think we've talked in this show before where animated movies are, are like, they're, they're having a moment because they're, they're yeah. so much better than they really deserve to be or should be. And like, right. I am so grateful that, that my kid is growing up seeing these movies that don't just appeal to her, but also just resonate with me too. Yeah, it's great. It is. It's uh it is a nice time to be a kid and, 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 and all the different, uh, you know, all the different choices that you have as far as animated stuff, you know? I mean, it, it it certainly. I mean, you and I grew up on Disney movies, but that was it. I mean, we had we didn't have anything else really, except for mm-hmm. Looney Tunes and you know stuff on TV. But yeah, I I'm kind of like I'm glad for kids these days. It's it's really mm-hmm. fun, and and certainly the the bar has been raised uh, so so tremendously on on all of it. You know, where where it's not only are they fun animated movies to watch but a lot of times the stories are very you know meaningful and and uh there's messages that are great for kids so yeah it's great it's it's a good time good time to be an animator for sure um what rating would you give this um oh i would give it a good solid four stars and they even got taylor swift to sing the theme song so taylor swift forces girls becoming (laughs) friends I mean, this thing practically sells itself. So, um, and I also should mention that it's from DreamWorks Animation. And so they're, they should also be quite proud because they've been trying to establish like a new franchise outside of um, How to Train Your Dragon and uh, another uh-huh. title that they have. Uh, they were crude. Shrek, well, Shrek crude? kind of crude. Uh, no, that's Blue Sky crude. or Fox. Oh, is it okay? Um, okay. But uh, yeah, so DreamWorks Animation... They get a real solid one with this one. We may, we may be visiting with Spirit again. Ah, there might be a sequel. I'm just curious. Is, is your daughter into horses? Does she love horses? Um, not overtly, you know. Okay. Um, I think this movie touched something innate in in her about that. But uh, no, I don't. Right. Not over overall. Okay. I mean, her. Yeah, I. She, she I, had, I wasn't uh, either, but a lot of my friends were. She, a friend of hers at a birthday party when she was five gave her a spirit doll and it just kind of sat there. Now uh, she's like, where's that spirit doll? <laughs> <laughs> I must have it now. I love you guys. You're, you're training her well. You're training her oh, very well. Very well. <laughs> Live movies forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So the last one we're going to talk about, um, by the way, spirit is actually only in theaters, I believe. Yep. And yep. Yep. Conjuring, though, is in theaters and also streaming on HBO Max. I know that's still a bone of contention for people now that everyone seems to be wanting to go back to the theaters. But I don't think I don't think Warner Brothers and HBO are going to give that up quite yet. So, um, but I do. I want to say back to Conjuring. Probably, if you saw it in the movie theater, you probably get a little more juice out of the, uh, <laughs> the scare tactic. 
Um, clearly, again, I'm watch- I was watching. I did get to watch it on my big screen at home, but it, you know, still, it's, when you watch it with a bunch of people, I'm sure that it'll, it would probably have been a little scarier if I'd watched it with a bunch of people. Anyway, that's just my two cents about it. Okay, so now the last one we're going to talk about is called Flashback, which I is also going to be streaming, or is that <clears throat> just in the theaters? Do you know? Um, it's in limited theaters. It is uh, going to start streaming today, and then it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray on Tuesday. Oh wow! So bam, bam, bam. So all, all of right. So uh, <laughs> I think I, I guess Dylan probably made this a while ago. Is my guess. I think it's this 2020. So um, let me read the description here. After a chance encounter with a man forgotten from his youth, Fred literally and metaphorically journeys into his past. Written and directed by Christopher McBride, and it stars Dylan O'Brien, who we love from from the uh, the, the the Maze Runner. I'm mm. thinking Hunger Games, Fire, no Maze Runner um, series, as well as that movie that we really both liked last year, Love and Monsters. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. He's he's an affable actor. Also, um, I. Mayaka Maka, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name right. Uh, Maka Monroe, uh, Amanda Bruegel, Hannah Gross, uh, Carol Gil- Gilchrist, Emery Cohen, uh, and uh, was kind of, I want to let you start us off. What did you think of Flashback? Um, <laughs> it, it, in my review, I call it a it's a it's a rabbit hole mind messer. I mean, it just messes with your mind. I mean, when it ended, I just kind of stared in the space for a little while and kind of looked around my house feeling a little different than normal. And I feel like maybe something had seeped through the computer into my brain because it just it really puts you there. Um, and I thought, man, good on Dylan O'Brien. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's in pretty much every scene. And yeah there's a lot that's asked of him. He's asked to be a, a, you know, an adult living with a wife, with a job. He's asked to be a teenager. He's asked to follow different uh, multiverses within his own life uh, that we get to see if he had chosen different paths. Uh, I'm not going to say why or whatever, but um, so, I mean, for him as an actor, especially knowing that they film out a sequence, I'm just, I'm even more impressed with him than I was before. Yeah. And I actually went so, went so far in my review to say that, I mean, this guy's just getting started. I mean, I could easily see with the right role, this guy holding an Oscar in the yeah. next 30 years. I mean, it could, it just, yeah, it, he has the right, it, you know, he, he's really, really good. And so, and I think this movie doesn't work without him. Um, I also thought Michael Monroe was quite good because her elusiveness adds fuel to the fire that, that is the right. mystery. Um, and she's so elusive, and and she you can never quite can figure her out even when this thing ends. Um, so it's just yeah, I I really liked it because I like a movie that can kind of like really take you in, um, and and put you in this world, and especially if you have an actor with the medal of Dylan O'Brien, uh, pulling an enormous amount of weight through this thing. It just it just worked immensely for me. You know, um, I liked it too. Uh, I, I guess, um, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, you know, trying to figure out, that was kind of the, the interesting part for me was trying to figure out what was real, what wasn't real, you know, is he, he pretending, you know, is he fantasizing something that didn't actually happen? 
you know, all of that. It was it was interesting to find out. Although it ended, and I wasn't quite sure exactly what this thing was. It didn't really, you know, give me a concrete answer on 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 all those questions I was asking as I was watching it, which I guess isn't a bad thing, you know. Um, it, it didn't deter from from the experience in any way. I just kind of sat there and went, okay, so what? I mean, I may have to watch it again just to to see, you know, if I can figure it out a little better. But um, honestly, it was Dylan O'Brien that 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 kind of carried it for me. He uh, he is a, a young actor who I feel is has a lot of potential. He's certainly stretching himself, which, you know, is a good thing. He's not, you know, he's not just sticking to the, to those uh, kind of YA kind of things that he started his career in. Um, and he's branching out and trying different things. Uh, Micah, is that how you say her name? Micah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Micah. I, I like her as an actress, too. Isn't she the one from that It Follows? Is that her? Yes. Yes, that's her. Uh. Yeah, that movie too. Wow, I forgot about how good that movie is. But yeah, she mm-hmm. she pops up in these films, and she always seems to make an impression. You know, um, mm-hmm. I liked her in this too, like because you weren't quite sure, you know, who, what kind of a person she really was. If you know, even if she really was a person, it's just like you're not entirely sure all the situations are going on. But it was it was uh, it was mind bending, but also tender. You know, there were some really tender moments and, and very, uh, sort of very uncomfortable moments as well. Um, but uh, the the storytelling was just a little muddled, like I said, just because I couldn't quite figure out, but uh, I was still in it. You're right. I mean, it, it kept me. It kept me in it to watch it. So that's always a, you know, that's, that's a good sign if you can't figure out what's going on. <laughs> Although it would have been yeah, I, I mean, what's going on. <laughs> I didn't say that in, in my review. I was like, stick with it. You know, there are yeah. parts that, that are a bit confusing and you're like, what is he doing with this? Um, but like to stick with it. And then I and I also decided something having a couple of days since I've seen it and, and I kind of added this to my review is that I, I feel like this movie is, is about something and it's about memory. Mm-hmm. We're talking mm-hmm. about how yes. his mom has dementia and she's lost her. She doesn't even recognize him anymore. And that's got to hurt. And how he's reflecting on his time living under her roof as a high school kid and all these memories start flooding back. But there's a mystery at the heart of it, which is what kind of drives our story. Um, and this idea that maybe how we remember the past is different from how other people remember the past and whose memories are correct and whose memories are off. And, right. you know, in the end, you know, there's a moment where, her, where his mom not at the end, but there's a moment where his mom says, I don't feel like I know you anymore. And yes. she could have been saying that in modern day or in the past. And it's just that congruent line between the two. I really felt it was just like, this is a movie about memory. And you're I feel right. like if you and go... You're absolutely right. If you go about it into it thinking in terms of that, it's a very interesting study. Good point, Joel. So, yes. Think about that. Think about memory when you're watching this. And, you know, I, I, I you're, you're out, because when you said all that, I, I remember thinking that myself. It's like, oh, it could just be, you know, this kind of, a, this is what he's, he's, he's commiserating or, or whatever he is, you know, with his mom. And, yeah, it's, it is. There's a lot of stuff to unpack in this, that's for sure. Um, 
But if you go in with it with an open mind and the thinking of open mind and keep your memories intact, then you can. Uh, <laughs> you said you, you after you watched it, you looked around and went, "Yeah, okay, I remember this." <laughs> also, it's the drug too. You know, there's that kind of element to it, which is, which you know, has been has been uh, delved into in other films. Like, like what's the one I'm thinking of with? Um, Bradley Cooper, when the drug makes you... Uh, limitless. Yes. Yes. And I was yes. also thinking way back so this... to 1999 with uh, Strange Days with uh, Ray Fine. Oh, I never saw that. I never saw that. Oh, that is so good. Never... Is it? Is it a druggy movie? Kind of. Okay. It's, yeah. <laughs> Another it's... kind of thing, is it real? Is it not real kind of a deal? Mhm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Yeah. No. I I remember it. I just never got a chance to see it. So, um. And this director who directed this flashback, he's uh he's new to the scene, really. Uh, for the most part, mm-hmm. this is uh, you know. So obviously, he's. I, I felt like this may have been taken from something that was closer to him. Um, you know, maybe he had a close relationship with his mother or something. I I, I felt some some connection to it because he, he it just felt like maybe it was personal you know uh, but anyway yeah. so what rating would you give this one to five stars um I would go I'd go four and a half I mean this one really got to me and uh, ah. I, I really appreciate the, the the swinging for the fence that the director did I mean he swung big I mean it's <laughs> only a second movie and and right. this is a pretty heady concept. Um, so I'm kind of also simultaneously putting him on my once to watch list. Like, what do, what do you do next? I'm I'm, I'm there for. So that. What are you gonna do next? No, I am too. I am too. Um, I'm I'm probably gonna go a little. Low. I'm gonna go four stars on this one for me, just because, like I said, some of the muddled parts uh, just didn't get explained for me quite as well as I'd like it to have. But like I said, it didn't really deter, but still kind of was muddled. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that should do it for this week. Next week we've got in the Heights, which, uh, I hope you get a chance to, to see as well. I think I've, I think I've got something going on screening for that next week. It's like back in full gear, man. I went to, Three screenings in the last week and a half. I feel like wow. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like okay, what happened in the last year and a half? No, no, no big worries. Here we go again. <laughs> I just hope that you know. I still feel like some of the smaller movies and whatnot that we can watch, like Flashback or something, that we can watch from home would is, is going to be a lot easier. You know, just because. There's no need to trek all over the place just to see all these movies in the theater. The big ones, yes, I get that. And there's and now, like I said, we're getting down to the uh, to the summer movie, um, you know, routine. So it'll be like pretty much one biggie a week, and then maybe a couple of smaller ones, and stuff in streaming as well. So, um, but uh, yeah, that's how it's going to probably end up. But so it's in the heights next week. The following week after that, I think is. Oh, Hitman's Bodyguard, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, I think. And then after that, it's F9. So those are the four biggies this, this month. <laughs> uh, 
So, yes, anyway, that should do it for us. Thank you, Joel, again, for joining. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can check out all of Joel's reviews on his website, themoviematch.com. And uh, that should do it. And we will talk to you guys next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.